Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Welcome back to Chat Your Own. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. How you doing, Noodle? I'm doing good. I had a good day. I feel like it's been a little while since I've opened with I had a good day, but I had a good day. That's excellent. Yes. That's really nice. Um, is this is summer? Does summer play a part in your, your mood and your good day? We're having a magical summer. We're having a oh, magical right. summer. You are. You're um, doing your two weeks a thing. Going to the pool. Right. Going to the beach. Going to play dates. Uh, going to camp. Going hiking, going to playgrounds, having the magical summer that I never had as a child because I always went to camp. I loved camp. It was wonderful. But there was never that like big, open, unstructured adventure times. And we are doing it. And it's, and it's been amazing. It's been full of people. It's been full of like other interactions. And it's been outdoors a ton, even though it's 100,000 degrees. Um, we're really, we, we are having a magical summer and it's, it's been incredible. All of the like obsessive planning has really paid off. Excellent. That's really nice. <laughs> that feels so, isn't that validating? Doesn't that make you yes! just feel like on top of your shit? It is validating. Everybody kind of was like, oh, and then it, then it happened and everybody was like, oh, and it, oh. it's been magic. It's a magic summer. Um, feel good. How much sunscreen do you think you have gone through? Gallons. I Buckets. Mean, I can't believe July is almost over. Aerosol, but and I am so tan. I'm so tan. I'm the tannest I've been in 20 years. You cannot tell it by looking at me, but I'm the tannest I have been in 20 years. And I and I feel good. And I keep buying big hats, big, big I need wider, a big black brimmer one. hats. I need a big black one. Yes, that I don't have. That's next on my list of gigantic hats. It's it's you know I have I have really embraced the giant hat. I was always like meh baseball cap, and you know what? The back of my not stop wearing all the time. My ears. I enjoy the shoulder. Yes, and it just like brushes yeah. on your shoulder a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, I'm so love. protected." And you have to like flip it around like you're a superstar. You have to like. Mm. Really it's a joy. It back. That's it's, the best part of summer. It's a joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thumbs That's up, nice. big hat. Magical <laughs> summer. How's about you? Um, well, we have actually. It's sort of majestic in our backyard. We have a family of cats. Have I told you about the family of cats that live yes. in the backyard? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the kittens are getting very large. Um, we've been instructed to do nothing. Uh, by will, who? Like who? The, so we called, we looked into age wise, they can't be picked up yet for trap for TNR for trap new mm-hmm. release and mom is still nursing. So there's like a whole six week situation. And according to the shelter people, um, they should move on once they're beyond nursing, once everyone is old enough and everyone is kind of, they can get out of the yard because they kind of can't at the moment. No. They should, they should move on. And at that point, we can contact a TNR program and community cats, they're called community cats, and tell them we have a community cat. Please come take care of these kittens and give them their things. Uh, right. But so right now, these little itty bitty cats are running around our backyard just all day. They're here all day. They mama goes and we babysit. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you cannot hard. touch them. They're too little to be touched. Well they're not pet cats. Right. At this point they could be touched. 
Um, but they don't, they don't want to be, we've gotten kind of close. We did a little bit of feeding on days. It was like super hot and Mm -hmm. we have water back there because it's like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) The last thing I want is a dead cat in my backyard. That's too sad, but we do want them to kind of like move on a little bit just because we've lost the rest of our wildlife. (laughs) Yeah. Like the squirrels are like, fuck that. No. Yeah. I don't want your cat. Squirrels are high. The cats are low. It's like one butterfly. And one hummingbird. And that <laughs> so, cat is chasing both the butterfly and the hummingbird. They are definitely chasing stuff. They are probably eating spiders, though. So mm. that's fine. I don't know where they're pooping. I can't. We're not. In t- I mean, we have some ideas, but they're hiding it really well. I mean, and it's tiny, but still. I'm Poop a little surprise. Cons- Poop surprise. I don't want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're really cute. And in my head, maybe I've given them like names, names. Anyway, speaking of accidentally uh, acquiring an entire family of cats. Wait, there's another generation. Grandma cat is in the front yard. Anyway, um, I have, uh, we're talking about stuff. We're talking about stuff this month, Uh, stuff we have, stuff we want, what we do with all this stuff. Um, What is noodle? Your reaction to the word and idea stuff baskets my reaction is always baskets put it in a basket do i have a good basket for that Ooh, could i buy another basket uh storage solutions i say storage solutions and zipper bags like way more than i should instead of saying do I need that? I say, where can I, where can I tuck that in my bursting house? Somewhere to put this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but mostly that's my, that's my like brain about it is solutions, storage solutions. And then I think I've got too much stuff. I want to get rid of everything and be a minimalist on TikTok. And like, <laughs> Those people, like, what do they do all day? What do they, what do you do in your totally empty house? Right. What do you like when it's 105 degrees outside? What are you doing? You are only reading a book on your Kindle. And you have no pile of fuzzy blankets to snuggle with in your air conditioning. And that seems very sad. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. That makes no sense. Maybe they have one. One blanket. One. Yeah. Um, so that's that's how I feel about stuff. I want more of it and then I want put it someplace and then I am overwhelmed by it. Oh, that's actually, that sounds pretty, pretty much like how I feel about stuff. Um, I think when I think about stuff, I can't help it sometimes. Of course, like my brain goes to like landfill. Like that's not true at the exact same time. I mean, that's like not true of all stuff at the same time. I love my stuff. And then I think humans love stuff. It's like I told Ruth recently, she found a big rock in her yard. We talked about that, I think. And it turned out to be a geode. It was Druzy filled. It was amazing. It was a whole thing on TikTok. Oh, that's so funny. She had a fucking yard rock and they like to, it's, it's really great. Um, I'll send you the videos if I can. Um, When I told her, you know, people, I, people on TikTok were like thrilled. Like her video got all this attention because she had this big rock in her yard. And I'm like, humans love rocks. Doesn't surprise me at all. And I think in general, humans love stuff. If we didn't love stuff, we wouldn't have started like trading stuff. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have put a pretty bead on our, in our hair. Like that never would have happened if we didn't like stuff. Mm -hmm. So I find the, the connection between humans and stuff and consumerism 
is what makes me then regret the stuff I am like, you know, yes, I should minimalize and oh my God, we have too much stuff and blah, 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 blah. And yet the targeted ads continue to flood in and you want to buy more stuff because it's so targeted. You're like, well, this is made specifically for me. And I think the thing will be sad if I don't own it. It should be my stuff. Yeah. Like, um, it's, who else is going to love that thing that is so specifically Venn diagrammed down to like me? Right. I feel that right. way about the targeted ads. And and they're, I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're right. And they're right. Yeah, they want I, it. I, I, have, I just recently screenshotted because I don't buy anything through Instagram. Um, this It's a necklace that's a, it's like a metal net pouch for varying sizes of crystals. And I was like, I have been looking for this my whole life. I mean, my rock's not going to fall out of there. I can wear it. I know it's secure. I can wear big rocks, little rocks. I was, I could not believe it. Screenshot. You might get one for Christmas. That is really specific. (laughs) That was very, very, somewhere between the crystals and the candles and the jewelry and the like, probably I'm really into those fidget rings, like that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it was like, that I plus like. the like fussy with your fingers. Plus the like, right, the videos of, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. That they were like, the, this is for the, her. That's the item. That's the very specific thing. Took the that, screenshot. That Didn't Venn diagrams to you. And then you sent it to someone and you say, buy me this for Christmas. Right. This is on the list. Mm-hmm. Here's the details. Uh-huh. I, I mean, <laughs> that's. That is both the bo- the bonus and the problem with the targeted ad. I would rather be advertised things that I want oh, than right. them right. just scattershot nonsense at me. Which is partially due to there being so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And which I agree, like I love the fact that there's so much stuff and there's something for everybody and there's whatever you're interested in is like, there's a thing out there for that. Um, but it's that and it's time. Just tell me what I need. Tell me mm-hmm. what I want. I am busy. Yep. And that's, I'm sure, all like, on, on, not, probably not good for humans. Fill the void I didn't know Side I had. of things. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm going to ask you a quick secret question. Are you ready? Ready? She's ready. Um, what if something you have that might seem like frivolous stuff to someone else, but is so very special to you? Can I say all of my books? Yes. Because my entire book collection is, I mean, and it takes up a huge amount of my house, but looking at my books makes me happy. Touching my books makes me happy. Lending out my books to other people makes me happy. Knowing those books are there for me to reread if I, for whatever reason, don't have any new books makes me happy. That's And, yeah. and people are like, what, you've read it. Like, what do you need to keep it? You remember it. And like, sure. But what if I want to read it again? Um, well, right. So my entire book, and I have weeded out tons and tons and tons and tons ever since you, I got the little free rotate. library. Yeah, and you rotate yeah. books quite a bit. Yeah, when, when I got that little free library, t- like I got rid of like 100 books, which is a ton right. of books. Right. Despite the fact that my bookshelves are still full, none of them are double stacked now. They're just there you themselves. Go. There you go. And I, you know, I've shipped it from... New York to Maryland, California, from apartment to apartment, to a house to house to whatever. And I just, I, I love it. I've changed the bookcases. I've downgraded the this. I've switched them all as many as possible over to, be, to being paperback instead of hardcover. But like my whole life is in those books. Those are my books. Those are my books. I completely understand. I mean, I think 
I consider my books to be one of the like most important things I have. Like when I die, go through my books. Everyone take some books. Yeah. Take some books. Um, can I take them even if you're not dead? Like, and I'll yes. give them back. Yes, yes, you're, yes. Of Let's course. not die about it. And I, well, no, I know, but I mean, like, I feel like when it when it comes to my estate, mm-hmm. like one day, that books are going to be like a big part of that, and I want other people to love them the way I love them. Yeah, some of them I've had since I was ten years old. Mm-hmm. They're probably some of the oldest things, yeah, that I have. I mean, like my boobs are pretty old. There, I've, I've had those for a while. Probably not going to go through those, though. I don't think so. After you die, no, hand them is, out. Everybody gets one. Is, everybody. Right. Who wants a righty? Who wants lefty? <laughs> you guys have to share them. Yeah. Yeah. You get it for a quarter. You get it for a quarter. You get it for a quarter. I was going to veer off and say a story I don't have to say, uh, but remind me. I was going to tell you a funny story about dead bodies. <laughs> so Excellent. Yes, I'm definitely going <laughs> to. Let me take a note. On that one. Yeah, yeah. I have post-its. Don't worry. I will. Yeah. Um, speaking of Noodle and your books, what you reading, Noodle? I just finished for book club a book called Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty, um, who I feel like we've talked about a couple of times on the podcast. Her, her most famous book was uh, Big Little Eyes, which oh right 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 they made yeah. it to the show, yeah. and she's actually made a she's written a couple of other books that they've made into shows also like Nine Perfect Strangers. There was another one. Her other like most impactful was uh, What Alice Forgot, which Josh, if you're listening, like totally like fucked his head up pretty impressively. Um, but so I just finished Apples Never Fall, and it's this story about a family who ran a tennis school. And as a result, like the parents were semi-professional tennis players and then all their children had to like grow up playing tennis and the impact of the sport on their lives and the impact on their relationship between, you know, the, the, them as athletes with their parents as coaches and none of them play tennis as an adult and like the complex reasons of why and how it like interacts with you and their relationship with their parents and like big secrets in marriages and big secrets amongst the family. And it's just, it was just excellent. Like the story itself is fine, but she writes these characters that are so multidimensional. Nobody, it's just like a flat anything. And something that I thought was really interesting about this book is that she jumped perspective pretty consistently outside of the main characters to essentially just somebody walking by a conversation and like catching a bit of information that's part of the like main plot of the main characters talking to each other. And then there's like a receptionist in the office being like, these fucking people, just, they never stop talking. And it's, it was like an interesting perspective about how we see ourselves and the significance of ourselves and our dramas versus how we, how other people perceive us and how we are not the main character in other people's lives. We are just a side plot. And I found that to be really interesting. And it's like a small piece of the book, but it really like stuck with me how we interact with a million people every day and how we see that interaction is not the same as how they see the interaction. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I thought that was really fascinating. Excellent. And we're also, we're doing the summer reading challenge um, at the public library, which is incredible. Um, you have to, you get a card, you sign up, you submit it, you can win prizes. 
So Revel is doing the like little kid version of it, which is he has to read two books every day. And I'm doing the big kid, ver- big kid, the grown up version of it where I have to read an hour every day. And I just, I love it. And we're doing it together and I'm reading his books and then I'm reading my book. And it just, I got a tote bag. Like it's great. Ooh, you know, right? a tote bag is good for. Got a tote bag. So I got stuff. It's good for your stuff. Uh, right? yeah. It's good for your stuff. It's good for your stuff. Um, yeah. So. Excellent. So if. And I actually took that book out of the library, which was way out of what I usually do because I love my books and I'm rough on them. I fold them and I lug them around and I spill stuff on them all the time. But it was a library book, so I couldn't do that. I was very careful. Nice. Nice, nice. I need to get my library card. Oh, I really yeah. do. Um, if uh, rating this book in a recommending sense, if one son is I do not recommend and five sons is I do, how many sons? Four, it's four with one cloud. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, how wonderful. Mm-hmm. That was real nice. Yeah. And I buy my... into your system. <laughs> this totally makes sense to me. Yes. Four, four sons. Um, promoting the local library is an excellent way to move into our conversation about stuff. About stuff. Now, let me ask you real quick. Um have you rented other things? Like, have you used like rent the runway or like rented purses or tried any of those other ways to not buy something? So uh, I do not rent things. I ask for them on buy nothing. Um, And that almost always works. I have very seldom been like, I cannot get a hold of this thing. Right. That's Um, excellent. It's like a really nice skill. (laughs) I, I am afraid of Rent the Runway for no reason. No reason. There's no reason. It, I'm sure it's a totally great system. But it makes me a little bit nervous because, like, I know if I'm buying this great dress or if I'm renting this dress, it's somebody else has sweated really aggressively in it. And I don't know what their cleaning process is in between, which is hilarious because I buy stuff from, from Goodwill and Buffalo Exchange right. all the time, which people right. have worn over and over and over again. But for some reason, formal wear seems weird to me. But I will borrow a dress from somebody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, it's it's hmm. not it's not a clear it's not a clear explanation on why. But yeah, no, I don't really rent stuff. I'd rather I'd rather borrow it right. from somebody. I have never tried one of those either, and I have a friend who used to at least, and I feel like there was like she hit a slew of events over the course of so many years, and these fantastic rented. Dresses mm-hmm. and they were wonderful. I'm a little afraid I'm going to ruin it. Yeah, that, that's a good fear. I I'm, think that's a good fear. I'm a fucking mess. But um, <laughs> for the most part, I, I also, my problem is like, I will buy a dress. I will buy clothes. And I, I will keep something in my closet that I bought six years ago that I've never worn. Why? Why you have that? Where you, where you, first of all, where are you going? Where are you going? So you, you wouldn't buy it for a specific thing. You would buy a dress because you like the dress and the hope right. that the and event like, comes oh, up. I'll wear this. I uh-huh. will wear this. I can find a use for this. And right. this is definitely seen in my closet. Like I have one bajillion less shoes than I used to. I have way less purses than I used to. Like I have a spot and I don't grow out of that space. Like wherever mm-hmm. this is where I keep the purses, I don't let myself go past what can fit in mm-hmm. there. That's and smart. Mostly. That's pre-contained. Pre-contained. Right. But like, I have a pair of shoes up there that I've had... Well, since before I moved to California, yeah, uh, that I've worn all of four times in a special container because I love them. 
They're, do they, um, do they bring you clothing. joy every time you wear them? They do. They bring me joy okay. when I see them in the closet. I feel like that's a good keep then. Right? Like if there's a cocktail or higher attire affair for the holidays, I have a pair of shoes that no one else has. Please describe the shoes. Uh, they are, uh, it's a, about a four inch pump. It's a peep toe pump. It's got a black heel with a black bow at the peep toe. And the rest of the shoe is deep red glitter. I call them ruby slippers for big girls. I fucking love it. Right. You can't get rid of that. Right. They look great with tights that are like cut out tights, graphic tights, mm. laser cut tights. Yeah. With polka dots. Mm-hmm. Right? Makes me super happy. That's just like freaking stuff. It's just stuff. But I'm keeping it. And it traveled 2,000 miles with me. It's my fucking stuff. Christmas parties. Um, so like what kind of other than books? We've talked about books and clothes mm-hmm. now. Uh, what other stuff do you like majorly accumulate? And do you try to adjust that or pay attention to it? Do you like, fuck it, I love this stuff. This is the stuff I don't try to adjust because I love it so much. Genre art. Art that is, like, related to the thing that I like, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Art, feminist art, music art, uh, Star Wars art. Uh, My house is full of art. Yeah. And uh, and my husband and I constantly kind of battle about, like, negative space. Like, where's the the blank wall? Where's the... And I'm like, nope, fill it with something. Fill it with the thing. I love, I love the art. So mm-hmm. it does tend to feel accumulative. It does tend to feel like it's a clutter around my life. But like, similarly, I look at it, I feel happy. You're right. Right? Are the walls closing in on me because they're all gallery walls? Like maybe a little, but like, look at that pretty art. <laughs> look at that thing that has a heart on it that made me remember a blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and like, I'm not going out art shopping, but if a piece of art calls me, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up. Um, That's funny in prepping for this. And I was thinking about like collections and I I do think now I would say I collect art. Mm -hmm. I I probably wouldn't have said that 20 years ago, but I truthfully, uh, like my room when I was a kid was constantly, the walls were entirely covered with shit. I had I think, shit hanging from my ceiling for years. Absolutely. Yeah, stuff, like, stuff cut out of newspapers and taped and yes, photographs, taped, collage and walls. Yep. Posters from Bop Magazine. Mm-hmm. All kinds of crazy stuff. So I guess it's really not a surprise, but it did take a while to get there. And I wonder if that's just because it takes a while to settle into owning your, like, your own space entirely between mm-hmm. like that teenage age and like adult age. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do have a lot of art, and I, and I love every bit of it. And it's yeah. the people we know, their homes are all full of art. I mean, yeah. most most of our, you know, close people are also put a bunch of shit on your walls. People. And like, we I, buy each other art. Yes. Oh, we yes. We collectively buy each other things. things. It's like, oh, here's a thing that, like, made me think of you. And, you know, and then you see the art framed in somebody's house, and everybody's so happy. And, like, yes. Art. Art forever. Art forever. I think there's a value to that stuff. And that's kind of, you know, when you consider the stuff that's in your space that is stuff for stuff's sake and the Mm -hmm. stuff that is important to your well-being, right? Um, Art, I think, falls into that category. Not 
crap. <laughs> yes, not, not crap. something I bought in the checkout lane, you know, at Michael's. Right. Yeah. Which would definitely happen. Oh, um, yeah. I would say that also we, I mean, I've got so much kids crap, right? I've got a bajillion toys. Right. That kid, that kid filled up our house. And by that kid, I mean, I filled up our house with stuff for that kid. Um, and some of it was the pandemic that during COVID, because we couldn't go anywhere or take him anywhere, we bought everything. We bought so much stuff with the like desperate hope of like, maybe he'll still be able to have some semblance of a childhood. He's still got lots of childhood. He's four and a half. Calm down, dude. But that like utter desperation of, I will just throw toys at him to replace the fact that we're not allowed to talk to other, like we can't hang out with other people or really leave the house other than the backyard. So we bought backyard stuff. You know, we bought a thousand magnetiles. We bought hundreds of blocks. We bought dinosaur, everything. We bought Paw Patrol for days, you know, because those are the things that were like, we will fill, fill in for community with stuff. Right. And I feel like a, a lot of people have that reaction during the pandemic. I mean, parents, especially with the desperate, with the desperate to balance, like I'm working and my kid is home. And so I got to give them a new thing all the time. Like mm-hmm. how many millions of toys just like sold out completely. You could not buy a trampoline. You could not buy really? a large or small trampoline. Couldn't buy one because they were all sold immediately. You could not buy an outdoor like a racquetball set. Right. You could not buy croquet. Like those sort of things mm-hmm. got consumed so heavily right. by people who were like, what am I going to do with my kids? Well, and you have to uh, entertain and I don't, I don't entirely mean that in like a, yeah, it's like, oh, I got to entertain my kid. But also you have to stimulate your child. Yes, you have to. Yes. <laughs> there are I, I have to outside give them, stimuli they're not yeah, getting. A place yeah. to move their body. I have to yeah. give them something to, because we can't take them to the playgrounds or shut. We couldn't go to the playground. Right. And how many times can you walk in a square around your block? You know, if we were lucky enough to have a backyard and we filled it with things for him to do outside. Yeah. Because everything else felt dangerous and scary. Is he very, um, well, he, you said he's kind of like an indoorsy kid, but is he curious about, like, is he not shy about exploring something interesting outside? He's, in the last six months, he's been become a completely different person about adventuring. Excellent. And I feel like some of that, well, some of it is a combination of the fact that, like, I'm not working, so I'm here like, with him here, all the time. Yeah. And that, like, gives him an extra boost of confidence. Um, some of it is because he's now in school five days a week. And so he's learned a little bit more about other people. And some of it is also, it's safe now, safe right? to explore and to touch and to like do those things where we were like, don't touch anything for a long time. Yeah. They do like to touch stuff. And you gave them stuff to touch. Exactly. That that is what they do. Safe things to touch. Yeah. So, that accumulation right. of stuff was like kind of panic mode for a lot of people. And I mean, that's not to say that we didn't buy stuff for us also. I mean, we bought like a deep freeze, you know? Oh, sure. That was oh, our big yeah. pandemic purchase was the deep freeze. Which we loved. But like, and all the kitchen gadgets, you know, like all of this, all of the nonsense because we weren't going to restaurants and we weren't mm-hmm. going to places. So we're like, how can we make our home as enriching yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yep. as being able to go somewhere. Yep. Um, do you think that 
is it just there's a, a too much like there's an abundance of stuff for kids or is does kids stuff have a really nice like uh secondhand thirdhand ability to it i mean i think no matter what we have too much stuff as humans but yes people tend to give us things and then yeah. we give things away and again right. we buy nothing does part of us as well kids toys kids books kids games and kids clothes most most families find a rhythm to it. They get from one person who's older than them and they give to somebody who's younger. Right. And it floods through pretty consistently, um, which is nice. which is a nice yeah. thing to exist. Yeah. But it does mean sometimes somebody shows up with 20 bags of crap and they're like, this is your crap now. This is now you handle this. Yeah. You you yes. handle all And then I do stuff. it to somebody else. This is your crap now. Right. This is the, it's the circle yeah. of life. Yep, for sure keep it together um when do you feel that uh some stuff having stuff loving stuff can slip outside of like a collection or if there's like a specific reason for me to accumulate all of this specific stuff right now can turn into um an obsession or turns into do you, have you experienced that? And have you ever seen anything you're like, I, if I don't have this, I'm going to panic. I don't know that there's a physical item that I feel like if I don't have this, I'm going to panic. Um, but I, I mean, I could see the, the slippery slope into hoarding. Right. For sure. Right. I mean, books are a really good one, right? Cause they, cause they're big and they're bulky. And at some point you outgrow your bookshelves and there isn't room for another bookshelf. And like, what do you do in that situation? Do you right. stack them on the floor? Do you double, um, put them in, you know, mm -hmm. double, yeah. double stack them. I don't know. Too deep. Too double deep. shelf, double shelf them. Yeah. yeah when there's like shelf. two yeah. layering and like that, That's that gets out of hand. Cause then you yeah. can't see it. anymore. It's like at a point right. where you can't see all the pieces of your collection. Oh, that's a, that's a it. good yeah. gauge when you mm -hmm. can't, like I was saying with a box for my purses. Yeah. When you can't see it, when you can't contain it, when it has yes. spilled into other things, mm -hmm. because like, accumulation is, I think, part of the slippery slope. Once yeah. you have so much stuff in the corner that you can't see the corner anyway, it comes really easy to suddenly you can't see the corner over there and the corner yeah. over there and everything's dusty anyway. So yeah. That's my problem with stuff, the, the dust portion of, of stuff. And stuff, I do, yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's probably just as much dust in places without stuff. It's just not in cr tiny crevices of stuff. Like mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know. I mean, the same amount of stuff is going to land on the floor if there's nothing on the floor. Like if that table isn't there, the dust would be on the floor, not on the table. Right? <laughs> so okay. I don't know that, I mean, electronics can add to the amount of dust you have, but other than that, I, I don't know. I think it just, just makes getting the dust harder. Yeah. have a lot of stuff. Calls in the crevices of the stuff. That's why Swiffer, which is more stuff, because you can get in the crevices. Yeah. With the freaking Swiffer. But it's the tool for the job. It is the tool for the job, which is why humans are neat. So, like, at what point does having stuff and, and innovating and creating stuff to answer the, you know, the problem that we created with other stuff. Yep. Like at mm -hmm. what point do we just, is, is society past the tipping point? Like we've created so much stuff and so much garbage without a real solution that we just shouldn't, like, should we, where are we? How, how bad do you think it is? Oh, we're way, we're well past. We're well, well past. past. We've lost our mind. 
new stuff gets created all the time. We have lost our minds. We've lost our minds. Um, I think I think the problem isn't stuff necessarily. It's irresponsibility. Like we don't play well with our toys. Like we like we know what we know about plastic, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there's no conversation to be had other than plastic is horrible and single use plastic is horrible. And I mean, half of all of the, our packaging for our toys and our packet, you know, all of these things are made of the, if we were just more responsible and came together and changed the way we manufacture things because we're humans and we're super smart and we've created so much stuff that we know how to do that. Um, then we could have stuff. I have to tell you, this conversation is making me look at what's on my desk and slowly, but surely remove things and throw them away because <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. Way too much stuff. Too much stuff on my desk. Um, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also the idea of like newer, newer and better. Like how old is your phone? Do you need a new phone? You don't need a new phone. Right. Get a new phone. Right. That like that next best thing, shiny mentality also contributes very heavily to the stuff because what are you doing with your old phones? Do like there's places you can give it away, but you have to wipe it. Are you actually going to wipe it? I'm not going to wipe it. No, I just have like four old phones in my desk drawer. Right, and that's that's part of it. Also, like basic that basic like need to. It's not necessarily keeping up with the Joneses because everybody has one. Exactly, it's, and it's, but that that new new better yeah. next mentality. Right. And well, and we, we've integrated so many of our, which I think is not a bad thing, but so many of our gadgets and our, our new things into our daily lives, making mm-hmm. them essential for maybe not survival, but for forward momentum in yeah. your life. Yeah. So yeah. how do you not have the stuff mm-hmm. and do the things, uh, which is just living. Living is the yep. things. Just living. <laughs> just, just living. Um, Do you, and you said you like, you've gotten rid of books and you do that. Do you purge on like a regular schedule? Like do you go through your stuff? I mean, as regular as anyone has time for, um, and think like, like when, when holiday decorations come out, do you look at them and think we could get rid of a quarter of this? Yes. I wouldn't say as much as a quarter, but I definitely always get rid of a few pieces every year. So the preschool has a garage sale in October and I actually, I just started like thinking about dates and so on. And so in the back of my brain, I'm going, don't throw things out and don't get rid of anything now because you, you're going to want to save it for this garage sale. Do I pull it out and stick it in the doom box? Yes. I have leaned heavily into doom boxes where I go around and I gather all the stuff that doesn't live anywhere that we haven't talked about or looked at in however. So now I have a couple of big doom boxes and I can pull out these out and say, what of this stuff are we getting rid of? Where does this live? And if it doesn't live anywhere, that means we're getting rid of it. Right. For me, that happens in October. So I, so the last year and now this year I have been working with October in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I pull things out of my closet all the time. I'm never going to wear this. This doesn't fit me. And I have a box in the closet or a box in my bedroom that's, I know this is going to the clothing swap that I'm having in August. So I'm saving it for that. But it does mean that I have like extra boxes of crap everywhere that will eventually go out. But even that like purging and storing of the stuff that will eventually go somewhere 
also feels very oppressive in my life. So I struggle a little bit with that, but I do know that the getting rid of is happening. It's just happening like leading up to specific events, right? Get rid of stuff events. That's really smart. Um, and I totally did that with a swap. I have a bag and I cleaned out my closet like a few, last month or something. Cause mm-hmm. July like that. Right. Um, and I put it aside. It's like, I know the thing's coming. The thing is coming. The thing is have coming. A bag with all the clothes and a couple of, of shoes that are just like, where's, we're the right size. And then, they're lying. Um, because <laughs> I, I, I sent out a couple of save the dates, like text messages, yeah. people just be like, Hey, I'm doing this again to give everybody a month. To yeah. Clean out. Their no, we need, we need Nobody's it. Like there the night before being like, ah, what am I doing? Right. You got lots of time. Uh, what do you, got? You, got time. Um, you have a month to work through it slowly. And right. Intentionally. And, and make sure that like you, people are just freaking busy. Everyone has kind of bursted into doing stuff. Yep. Um, And summer is like hot and almost over. Which I mean, it's not even August yet. And it feels like, and it feels like summer is sprinted by until school starts again. And I feel like it's tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be hot as hell for a whole other month. So we'll, we'll, three weeks from now, we're going to be like, it's never ending. Um, But talking about this, I want us to slip into our political minutes because we're talking about, uh, accumulating stuff and this is an interesting uh thing about consumerism and how we spend our money so the the political minute is about taylor swift because i feel like right now my entire personality is about taylor swift which i'm fine with and it is taylor swift's boost to the economy through straight capitalism people buying taylor swift merch right a gazillion things on Etsy, on Instagram, on whatever, that all are like Taylor Swift themes, stickers, shirts, Christmas ornaments, decorations, uh, just nonsense, right? Like just jewelry, tattoo ideas, like all of this Taylor Swift themed things that aren't even related to the tour, right? That are just peripheral consumption, targeted ads of Taylor Swift fans, right? So much. Like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars being spent by Taylor Pants. That's one aspect of it is just straight items being bought that are themed. Two is the money that's being spent on the album. So she re-recorded and re-released her masters and people are rebuying them. People are rebuying them over and over. They're restreaming them. They're re-downloading them. And like all of her stuff is hitting like the B billion streams, billion downloads for all of her albums, like collectively, all of her new stuff. So Midnight's Speak Now, which just came out, Taylor's version, um, Fearless Taylor's version, Red Taylor's version, Folklore, Everywhere, like Everywhere, Lover, like all of them collectively. She consistently has 10 albums in the top 10 right now. Like that's, that's insane. Like that's never happened before. So that money, right, is another piece of it. The third section of it is people paying money to get to her concert. I'm not even talking about tickets yet. Flights, uh, hotels, restaurants. It is as though as her tour progresses, it's as though the Super Bowl is hitting every single city. And she has 134 dates on her tour right now. 
And it's those Super Bowl comes to town three nights in a row, city by city by city, working her way across the United States. Like Super Bowl level consumption. Every hotel is booked. Every restaurant is filled. You cannot do anything. The parking lot is filled with just people. And so then they're buying water from the guy selling water. They're buying light up toys from the guy selling light up toys. Just that like constant consumerism right there. But again, focus entirely on this woman. And then there's the ticket sales, right? The ticket sales are madness. So I bought tickets and each ticket was $2,000. And I'm not sad. There, these, and the ticket prices range sad. depending on like what city you're in, whatever. And I had to buy them through like StubHub or, t- you know, like TickPicks or Adeline Farm where I bought it through. But like $2,000 is the marked up resell, blah, blah, blah. Somebody's making money. She's making money. Ticketmaster's right. making money. The reseller's making money. My, and, $2,000 for nosebleed seats. And again, I am not sad. This, like, this feels like a good investment for me. Mm-hmm. And there are tickets selling for $9,000, for $15,000, for $20,000. And people are buying them. And again, so she is, she's going to be a billionaire at the end of this. And people are throwing the money hand over fist. And I have not seen a single person regret it. Not one. Not one regret. People are Right. Transformed by this experience. People are saying, I went one night, I spent X dollars on it. I want to go again tomorrow. Can I figure out a way to get to find another $5,000 to go again tomorrow? That's the impact that it's having. And so the Fed actually like wrote her a letter a couple of weeks ago and was like, thank you. Thank you for single handedly like saving the economy through those like interactions. And it's, it's pretty fucking amazing. That's my favorite rant. There's that was, I mean, that was good. Yeah. That was succinct. Um, Yeah. It's, it's cool for a million reasons. It's interesting for a million reasons. Okay. Maybe like 10. I mean, a little bit. Um, But just uh, what people are spending their money on, what people have, uh, the things people have decided is important. I love the, um, and I think it's a, a an audio floating around Instagram or some shit, but it's like, you know, what about it, it's comparing the, you know, I want to grow up and like have a, have a house and like do this and do that. And what about like, I want to curate weird shit. I want to spend my life decorating. I want to decorate like it's the, what people want to spend their money on and, and what we're putting into people putting money into the economy that is for things like an artist that is for things like something that shows your support for a singer um, to me is like beautiful. And it's also beautiful that, uh, uh, did you hear that? That was my adorable little alarm. Oh, I did oh, not. It was, oh, it was real cute. It, it, it was a little seaside, like, like da, 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 a little dance. Um, I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that, um, you know, there's so many things that the man has sold us that has like not been awesome, but the art guys, it's that's, that's where we should spend our money. And the Taylor art. hilariously and this, this stuff has a song called happy. I mean, come on. There you go. <laughs> uh, that was an accidental, like perfect little rapparoo on an that. Um, that was a really nice political minute. I think that was uplifting and we say it all the time. Um, Make if you can spend your money. Make make your point with your wallet. And this is and the stuff that's going to boost humans and, and going to boost the economy in the long a, run. A really good reminder that like 
women as a commercial base, and we've seen this with Barbie as well, they're a massively underserved audience. We are out here with the buying power. Give well, us the things that, like, I mean, right. This is just like we, we talk about how people need to, like, humans need to speed up. We need to mm-hmm. make quicker changes in legislation and blah, 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 blah. And like be able to change our points of view and like understand things a little bit faster. Because did, did everyone just forget that women have been working for a really long time? Did everyone forget that thankfully after the we could get credit cards and no fault divorce was a thing, uh, we're an entire fucking market. Yeah. And you know what? If you try to sell us stuff other than beauty products and crap that shames us and makes us hate ourselves, we jubilantly put our money we into the economy. We want to buy it. We want your nerd shit. I want to fucking hardcore nerd out about Barbie. Just as much as, you know, whatever, insert insert here any anything that we can Wait, add to that. Film. I mean, whatever, right? Or, uh, I'm, I, I like that. I like that political minute. And I think Ruth will like it too. I think she's going to be hey, thrilled. Hey, Ruth. Um, we are going to... So that's it. That's our talk about stuff. We're going to plug a little bit of stuff. Um, I'm going to plug that I have got the uh, 2023 summer issue of The Rat Mag is available at candypresents.com. That's candy with an I. Noodle, what do you have going on? Well, I did just get my summer issue of Burn in the mail, and I was thrilled to read it with a with a special guest contributor, mm-hmm. Nessa of, of Candy's, Candy's mom, mom. Yeah. Candy's mom, which with an ice uh, an ice box cake that I want to make, um, delicious. Oh, so so delicious. check it out and read the recipe and cool feel treat. delicious. Yeah. Um, I would like to promote a project that I have been working on, which is part of the reason why I am having a good day today. The Los Angeles Kids Book Festival on September 17th. It is the first ever book festival in Los Angeles County that is entirely focused on children's books. There's a huge one in Orange County, super great, but there is not one in Los Angeles County. So it's September 17th in West Hollywood at the newly renovated WeHo Park. Um, we'll put up information about it. Jen, a friend of the pod who's been on here for a bunch of times, she is doing it as well. We're working together to like post this out with um, the American Born Chinese Foundation. And we're, it's, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be so much fun. It's free. Um, we're in the process of hunting for sponsors and vendors and exhibitors and so on and so forth. So if you have written a children's book, if you own a publishing company, if you are an author and want to come and want to buy a tent, uh, if you sell children's crap that's like adorable and fun and smart, like right. hit us up because we're looking for sponsors. We just launched today. Uh, it's been very well received. We're very excited. And uh, we'll put the link for free tickets. So if you're Yay. Knowing, you should come. Oh, book stuff. We started and ended with book stuff. On Not our what I thought you said at all. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, we promote it, it, reading. Um, we promote reading. We promote reading. It's uh, it's it's really it's going to be a great activity. It is. Um, that sounds. It sounds great. It sounds wonderful. I'm excited. If it almost feels like a like a scholastic fair, but like I'm a grown up and like I can go and look at all the stuff and buy presents for everyone. I like all the kids and get real excited about what's going to be there. And like I can look ahead of time and be like, oh, these people are going to be there, and I can like circle it. Right. Yes, our, our our vendor like exhibitor sponsor page will be full of things that you're interested in. Yeah, 
I'm excited. Um, so guys, what do you, what kind of stuff do you have? What kind of, what do you do to, um, keep your stuff in check, not have too much stuff? Have you like gone from a large place to a small state base and had to get like rid of a bunch of stuff? Share that with us. Let us know how you do that. Um, and let us know what stuff you have. You can't live without stuff that you love because it's okay to love your stuff. Uh, I love, I have a mug right here. It's a, it's a supernatural mug and I love it. And uh, I love hanging out with you. Thanks, Noodle. This was fun. Was great. Right? Yeah. We'll Thanks, guys. Thanks for soon. listening. Love you. Bye. 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 Yeah, no, I totally thought you said butt stuff. And I was like, what? We did no, not but talk I about wish, butt stuff. I wish I had said butt stuff.